Welcome to the Thoughtcast, a bonus podcast from the guys at This Week in MTG. Sounds good. So, uh, Danny, we're doing a Thoughtcast. Yep. Take us away. We haven't done one for a while, so nice yeah, all these ones. Especially a blog talk Thoughtcast. Yep. And both of them are blog Talks. So There's did two? We do, did we do a yep. Thoughtcast last week? I don't remember. Not a blog talk Well, no, not a blog talk one. Anyway. <clears throat> okay. So, first we go to Zach D's 44 ass Notes. <laughs> anyway. Uh... Danny, where are you going? <laughs> Danny, don't get up. Don't leave. No, Danny, no. This is my one time to talk. You guys fuck it up every single time. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Replying, replying, hey, shut up. I don't mean to. It's pull, hard not. Pull his cord. It's hard not pull to comment all your guys' cords. When you give Zach and 44D's nuts. 44 of them. And I'm pretty sure are it's not you done, Matt? Are you, are you done yet? There's a lot of nuts to finish here. Shut up, man. <laughs> anyway. Uh, so, there's a reply. So, pre-EDH, um, its founding principle is that Watsi ruined Commander. Um, I guess there's a question on a question before. I guess I don't have the original question. Um, so, f- anyway. So, the only cards allowed are f- for, um, are from before Watsi started making Commander products. Wow, this I really fucked this up. Anyway, uh, Mark's reply: I believe if Wizards never made any Commander products, the format wouldn't have become the number one played format in tabletop. So, my yeah. question is for you: How many of you played Commander before Commander products started playing? Yo, right here, we did. Okay, we started just after. What? The Commander product came out. Yeah, uh, well... It was Mimeo, uh, Animar... I suppose, yeah. Kalia. Uh, our first Commander product that we were buying were the uh, Yebla, Marin, Orlilo... Not Orlilo. Or- Orlilo. Orlilo. And what are the other two? So we were between the 2011 and 2012, because we started... Uh, 2012? You started 2012. I started in lead- almost to 2012. It was the fall of 2011, so... Yeah. But anyway, with this, I guess, question, um, do you believe Watsi's c- ruining Commander with all these products? Um, I, or okay. I, I should say what Commander was meant to be. I, I would definitely say, um, as being the person in the room that has played the longest and watched a lot of it like evolve, and then mm-hmm. like for Garrett and I watching uh, through college when like I knew about Commander before we started playing, or sorry, Back was called EDH. I knew about EDH before we started ever playing EDH. Garrett was the one that introduced our group to wanting to play EDH. Um, and I can just say, like, to me, the the biggest downside to Watsi's like hard push for commander is the the warping of like your sets are even worse. And like, I mean, granted, like people don't probably see it as much, but like just like the basis of the idea of like you have the internet that kind of ruined mm-hmm. competitive magic almost because we yep. solve the equation too fast. Yep. To which then there's nowhere there's no room to ex- like to go beyond 
um, different combat ideas or anything or where people have a good a good combo or a good strategy mm-hmm. you know you can't go anywhere further so like for commanders the same way like you're ruining your standardized sets you're ruining product that like for example modern horizons and horizons 2 like our grand yes modern made sets but there are cards out of there too that you can see are the same as the standardized stuff which is we're warping a lot of things to be commander staples as well as we're we're seeing so much commander push product, which I get as like the idea for casual and for fun, but like, it's just too, it's so much. And like, it's, I, I think personally for me, like I don't, I like commander and I enjoy commander as a thing to do. Um, but I also see it in the sense, like what's the majority of the things that most of our group of friends want to do in the first place, which is just get together and play commander. There's not a lot of, let's get together, and play casual decks. Let's get together and play janky shit from our table or, play even just competitive decks in the different formats that exist too. So I think I think it is. I think Watsy should take a take a beat and like take the idea of like they should change the formula on what gets to be commander product and take a step away completely from any of your standardized sets or your your filler sets for other older formats of modern and back and be like we're not pushing those type of build around ideas but that's my opinion so i i think they are and i also like i said i agree with this whole thing too of like like without the push for commander to be a product line like i don't think edh ever would have been as big as it is now i think it'd be popular but it would have sat in the back room like how oathbreaker like even oathbreaker you can look at oathbreaker and how oathbreaker has become huge since the announcement of Watsy taking that over to make an official format out of it, which means now we're going to see stuff for Oathbreaker as some type of product probably coming out. But like if you would take and look at timestamps on all your stuff on YouTube or any articles and stuff as well, like Oathbreaker and like awesome that the guys from Magic Kids like started it, which I remember when that first came out and I went to one of the Grand Prix where they introduced it. Super cool. Loved it. But like didn't really take off because commander was the thing so now push on oathbreaker which now becomes the next hotness and like literally i've watched the explosion of the past like two weeks i would argue right now the time of magic formats for more more people along in the enfranchised vein of magic uh people are trying to find different ways to play the game that's not edh and stuff. You got like Dan Dan that's still picking up as a format that people are talking about and like, oh, we'll make mirror match fish decks and stuff and like come up with different rules. Did you hear that there's like also like Dan Dan but for red, black, green, and white decks? They got just the card there and it's just like they're making decks like that. They're, people are making other formats because you got the the whole EDH debates uh, going between EDH, CEDH, and I guess now pre-EDH. Like EDH gets people just like they enjoy the format, but everybody agrees that Watsy is doing too much with the cards yeah. and stuff for it. I mean, I, I mean, hence why you know we're having yeah, the thing of why we haven't talked about it. But like, like I said, it's, it's people are finding different formats, and it's like, well, I mean, you're gonna have the line of people that are or the following people that are gonna try to adjust themselves and break away from what's becoming the norm, like you said, Dan Dan. But the thing is. What happens when Watsy says they like the idea of Dan Dan and they touch that too, just like with Oathbreaker where they 
they they they return into gold and it becomes this thing. I would argue and all of a, sudden a better. Out. I'd argue a better example is uh, Frontier made uh, Pioneer because that's pretty much what it was. The cutoff line was different there with Frontier, which was a well, grassroots yeah. format. Uh, and then you know. Uh, well, I mean, we talked about this with Todd Anderson though too. Like they, yeah, they could take gonna... they could take old school and change the name completely, and it becomes what it was. I mean, this was the thing like I mentioned about Frontier in the first place versus Pioneer. Like it, it doesn't matter. Like they just they can, but that's the problem though. I, what I'm saying is like as soon as Watsy puts their hands into it, this the thing of it is it just explodes and becomes bigger. Like well, I said, Watsi- look look back at the Oathbreaker stuff. Seriously, go look at the timestamps. And see right, right. what has happened in the past month with Oathbreaker after the announcement of it's an official format versus things prior to the first announcement for Magic is where it didn't exist as a major thing. I mean, that's definitely the big thing is like the acknowledgement of a format by Watsi does bring it to popularity. Uh, Popper was one of those that it was, uh, you know, a format from the people that then Watsi picked up and then they started doing events and stuff for it. And then. Which the only reason they never did events originally was because commons don't sell the product. Yes. And I I will be someone that stands behind that as a thing that does agree with it. I I personally do not really ever care to see a popper pro tour. Only for the one simple fact. That is such a it's a good format for the perspective of People that cannot afford the expensive stuff. But the problem it is, is that that format is about as broken down in a bad way where standard used to be, where there's not enough controlled answers and you cannot tweak commons with the right knobs to make them help change things. Like the only thing you can really do is ban cards. There's, there's or, no tweak. There's no, there's no the, knobs to twist, buddy. The, the, the knobs commons, twist. Commons are made. To be commons because they're part of the draft. And the knobs sense. to twist are downshifting. Remember the gar- ga- uh, the dark dwellers that yeah, yeah. went from rare to you, common listen. and stuff. Just take just take a rare card and be like, this is a common now. Yeah, We're, but you have to you have to find a <laughs> way to insert power creep conversation. Yeah, into this. but I don't think they're going to take a planeswalker and drop it to common. So I don't think that's ever going to happen. That what, way. are you saying that they're not going to take something like Soren no, Blood no, Lord no. and make not the 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 War Does, of the Spark one? They're going to make him a common. No, they they're going to make him a common. Watch this. Why would you do that? You're hearing it first because Soren's not a vampire. They can okay. make him a common. Okay, Hull Breach. Okay, Hole Breaker over there. Yeah, How'd that hole, turn out for you? Hole Breaker could totally be a common. I mean, it could because it's really bad. So that makes sense. <laughs> so put him in a popper. Hole yeah, Breaker. It won't, it won't get played there either. But the point <laughs> is, so the point still stands, though. So that's that's my thing, I would say, for it. I And I don't disagree that you're not wrong in the sense of, like, you know, in, like, the fashion of what you're talking about and how, <laughs> like, there's different formats. Like, I think that's great. I love the idea that, like, we talked about that you just mentioned that there's the other colors of Dan Dan style play. Cool. I was going to bring up also uh, Tandy's new school format as well. You know, old school. Old sc- no, it's not old school. New school. New school. That's what oh, it's yeah, called. Yeah. New school because new old school. school was the before everything yeah, yeah, yeah. type of thing. And then also, I it up. you got um, Doomwake. Uh, Doomwake, who's doing uh, Horizonless Modern. Where no Horizon product is in 
in the modern format that they're doing there. Yeah. And they're, the, the rough name is called Zenith or whatever. It's, you know, opposite of a horizon, a Zenith. So you got like grassroots. And I think one of the things when it comes to like grassroots formats that attract people are, you know, like, again, more than more enfranchised people that are like, oh, we want to do this. As where the more average person that comes into the game, they want the structure, they want the rules. They don't want to have to go to uh, a Discord, a separate website to understand uh, BNR, how the deck is constructed and stuff like that so but i don't know maybe at some point there will be a crap ton of formats and stuff i don't know what is what is like Yu-Gi-Oh and pokemon have for format i know pokemon has like they got legacy <laughs> standard <laughs> Yu-Gi-Oh there, it's there. like separated into like two things it's basically playing vintage or playing modern that's all it exists for or pokemon? sorry no 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 Yu-Gi-Oh. oh okay Yu-Gi-Oh. or sorry not not it's legacy and vintage essentially for Yu-Gi-Oh. that's it okay so, card game is still strong. I don't understand how it's still strong when every single deck in the format is literally either an OTK or an FTK deck. Which, for people that don't know what that is, it's one turn kill I, versus I, first turn kill. I'm just throwing it out there. Some people don't know yeah. things like that. But, me. I but know the, point, the point is... Nerd. I, I'm sorry that I'm a big nerd. I don't care. But, yeah, that's just what it is. I'm, I'm not going to say much. Hey, Danny, what's the second half of your blogatogs <laughs> conversation? I was wondering if we're going to have a statement on this. or, or Yeah, pre-EDH statement for both of you. Or if Anthony's taking it all. I'm sorry. Long story short, they're printing too much from what a commander EDH, I feel like, was meant to be. But mm-hmm. at the same time, <clears throat> it's also helping... Because helping with making Commander more accessible for the common person that maybe can't afford everything. Because, oh cool, a big thing that gets talked about with these pre-con decks is, what are the reprints? Cool, this card needed a reprint, and it brings it down in price a little bit. But it also makes it so you can pay $40 that opening weekend that that deck comes out. Mm-hmm because that's guaranteed the price won't go up at all. Mm-hmm. Over, whereas over the next three weeks, then maybe it goes from a 40 car or $40 deck to a $60 deck. But the big thing is because of that one card that's reprinted in it. Yep. Or, or a new card. Or a new Dockside card. Dockside Extortionist. Well, not even Dockside Extortionist, too. It raised the price of that deck. It did, but now there have been reprints of it. Yeah. But what and I'm thinking about is 22. the, yeah, but is right the, the commander deck. free spells, like deflecting swats and... yeah. And all and so those ones right now are causing those decks to be higher in price. Which so. all all of them except for the green one are seeing major price com- yep. compromising. So. And even but even reality though too, the green one being a, a fog is still pretty good too. As someone would argue, but I I, I agree with that too. Yeah. Like I said, I so. I just say the the beat they should take is just take a step back from standardized and the the supplemental sets for like eternal formats that are not commander based. That's it. Well, they got the uh, play team right now, like head by Melissa Del Toro, where they're specifically going like their whole thing is like they're making they're they're looking for like commander cards and like making the commander cards like whether it be in the commander product, the standard set, and like figuring out like that's one of the big reasons why we have those set booster commander cards. And that's the thing I'm gonna say that 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 is how you do it. I'm that's what I'm saying is like that's the type of commander cards I want. I don't want my cards inside of my neon dynasty standard booster packs like draft boosters and stuff like the cards that come out of there 
they shouldn't have anything that pushes me and goes in my first thought saying, oh, this would be really good in Commander. Is is the, the whole thing, though, with the standard stuff, like, because of all the legendaries they're printing? Because it's, No. Yeah. Well, I, I don't think it's really so much that. Some It's some because of the legendaries, but then some of the other stuff is things like, oh, cool, this would go well in a knight's deck. Yeah, you're, yeah, always gonna, you're always going to have that. Standard or, sets were, are going like to be getting you, fed into yes. EDH decks. Like well, when yeah, Thoughtseize was first made, it's like, oh, Thoughtseize, put that in a commander deck maybe. I don't know. That's a bad example. That's not a card you put in a commander deck. You don't put Bolt in a commander deck even. But anyway. You can. Anyway. Anyway. Danny's got a second part to his blog talk conversation for the Thoughtcast. Thanks. Where? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just sitting here waiting for them to stop talking. They're never going to stop. You just need to I, tell them. I, I know. Yeah, you just got to chime in. Just be like, so, anyway, Danny, anyway, what do you got? Should we take the microphone again? Shut up, Matt. <laughs> God damn it. Love you, Danny. I'm going to throat punch you. Fuck you, man. In bed this weekend at MagicCon? <laughs> God damn. Can't check this again. Anyway, we go to Blazing Zin. Asked, uh, bec- actually, yeah, asked, quote, because digital has become such a big part of magic, we're always uh, conscious of misclicks, end quote. Um, that sounds like they should add and um, they should add and are you sure to a digital instead of removing options for paper? I believe this is coming back to the uh, Magicon Philly. Yeah. When the pro had a misstep. Yep. Yeah. Um, so continue on with this. Some of us have had played paper for 20 to 30 years and have never touched digital. Is not exactly fair to us. Using polymorph effects on your own stuff, like chaos warp, chaos warp, it isn't exactly a corner case. It's super common. Same with some other effects that are much harder for digital, but makes sense to to be able to do. Um, when we make mag- our mark replies, when we make magic cards, we have to think about all the ways they'll be used by various players. Balance those needs accordingly. For example, we adjusted our templates. Uh, so they j- always work in multiplayer, even though the majority of magic play is two-player. Um, that's a part of what being part of a robust game entails. Players understanding that how other people pl- enjoy the game can also or can have impacts on how they play. What's your What's your conversation starter on this one? I have no idea. I just saw it, and I saw okay. the misclicks. Yeah, and I mean, here's the thing: misclicks and everything—they they happen in any po- feasible game that is on a computer. Yep. So it's going to happen. At the end of the day, you have to live with a misclick. I think it goes further out from just like magic, like. Oh yeah, you know, Call of Duty, yeah. uh, you, World you, of Warcraft, League of Legends. You reload instead of diving, and you yeah. get shot. <laughs> like, exactly. Fuck. So it's one of those things. When you when you're working on something that's a digital format, you're gonna have fuck ups that are user error only, and something like a "Are you sure?" button is only gonna make the online play of Magic for not only Arena but Magic Online as well take more time. You already got a lot of people talking about the uh, extended amount of clicks that you have on Moto. Yep. Um, that you got to do to string through certain things. One of the ones that pop up in my head was Heliot combo. When that was popular yeah. at the time that had so many clicks to do it and you had to click right. And I don't know, adding a misclick in there kind of yeah. a thing. It's, it's a thing, but I don't know. 
but at the then at the same time too, it's Mark's response is really good, and I like his response because it kind of goes back to that whole buffet style of thinking. They're trying to make the buffet as acceptable to everyone as possible, but they're gonna have they're gonna have niche niche pieces of the the buffet that are meant for specific people. Not everyone's gonna like everything on the buffet. But they're as the buffet owners, they're doing everything they can to make it accessible and wanted by the majority of people. Mm-hmm. Like you said, hey, Magic's mostly a 1v1 game, but we make sure that the cards relate and translate to multiplayer, which is a popular format within the card game. So, I want to refresh my memory on the Pro Tour Philly thing that you were talking about there, where you think that this was predicated from? Um... There, it's not, it's not ringing a bell in my head. There was moment. a mishap in the, was it the finals? Was it the semis? I think it was the semis. I think it was the semis. It wasn't the finals. Uh, in paper? Or? Yeah, it was in paper. Um, I can't remember her name. Uh, which one was it? Pro 2 or Philly? Yeah, it Danny was. Danny is looking this up to find out what is actually going on. Yeah, because I feel if, I mean... There's there's a different degree to this conversation if you're going to be talking about high level competitive play, uh, because you know like a misclick can mean the match for that. And when there's prize support to the degree that they were doing for pro tours, like you know uh, misclick thing, but even in paper, like there's that level of like, oh well, you understand. I feel the Borberigmos ordeal could be like a good shoein until Danny gets us the information of where the one guy Oh the pithy needle and the pithy needle thing. Yeah. yeah like the word things. Yeah so the the story Rules, on that for lawyering. those that don't yeah the, the the story that people don't know on that one is at time of uh return to Ravnica Borg Brigmos enraged was a deck that someone was doing and that's just like chucking lands it's an activated ability discard lands deal the lightning bolt like that's the gist. Yeah it was in the Grishol brand deck. The uh his opponent was uh saw that and had a pithing needle to stop the Borberignos because I was going to wreck him. And Pithing Needle says, name a card and activate abilities of that character can't be done. Borberignos is just a card itself. There's Borberignos that was printed in original Ravnica and then Borberignos Enraged printed in Return to Ravnica. And based on and the a guy, rule stipulation that clearly is the way it is in the text in, in the text versus also the rule layering and everything, how it works for the Pithing Needle. The guy went to the judge Asked the question, and the answer was? The answer was, yeah, the guy named Borberigmos. Instead of Borberigmos and Rage. Because when he was saying, he cast the pithing, and he was like, Borberigmos, just like the shorthand. Like, that's that's one of the things of uh, that, that... Well, in general for magic, yeah, we the, shorthand everything. Yeah, because if we had clocks or whatever, like, that's one of the reasons you can't have a chess clock when you play magic, <laughs> is because the amount of times that you're going to have to be pressing that for priority, because it's each time priority is passed, you would have to press the clock. Uh, and stuff so there's shortcuts between where it's just like i cast this you know uh resolve done etb effect or in a case like this where the guy names pithing needle uh he just says borg rigmos with the context he's playing his opponent who has a borg rigmos enraged nine times out of ten a person who would see that be like okay yeah they're calling my borg rigmos enraged but because there's actually a borg borg Borg, there was a borg rigmos card it was ruled that is what he named, and his pithing needle meant nothing. And I can't remember how that match turned out. Oh, that guy won again. The the Borberigos guy won again. Yeah, he just yeah. slung some fucking lands yeah. in his face and killed him. So yeah, it, that's just what it was. It's no different than the other one that happened too with the 
the rest in peace, the rules lawyering where missing a trigger announcement. Oh, yeah. So yeah. the guy's graveyard actually wasn't exiled. And then there's also the rules with uh, Summoner's Pact and missing for to pay for any of yeah. your pact, so pact negations. So the, the common pact. misclick thing. Yeah. Yeah. Did you find that person? No. All right. We'll get back to that one. We have Casey in the chat saying, Online magic is an attempt to get rid of the Parkinson's-ridden boomers to appeal to a more younger generation. <laughs> Thanks, Casey. <laughs> oh, God. Fucking coming in with the fire, my dude. So excited to hear all the fire, the two and a half hours drive down to the cities on Friday. Clearly, a lot about Pioneer. Clearly, we're going to be having like a, a conference call. This is going on, right? You're well, you guys are going to be. You we'll guys be are going to be busy. Yeah, we'll, be, yeah, we'll be walking around. You're going to be. Sli- you're going to be busy. We'll I'm be not working. answering my phone for this. Hey. I'm doing magic stuff. Hey, you guys have your fun. We'll be joining you shortly with yeah. all the foods and stuff. Yeah, Matt. We're going to talk about ridiculous stuff that no one cares about. That's like why we're right riding now. together. Oh my god! But anyway, yeah, yeah. Denny, you got anything else for your for your uh, thought cast? Your nope. blogatog cast? No. Blogatog cast. Well, I got nothing. That's pretty much it. And with that, magic folk, thank you for listening to this uh, another episode of a thought cast, and we will catch you next time. See ya. Bye. Out. <laughs>